0: Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast of best shows on TV. And I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And tonight we have the amazing Tina Alexis Allen. Did I get that name right, Tina?
1: You sure did.
0: Awesome, awesome. Yes, guys, that's right. We do have the wonderful Shern from The Outsider Show on our podcast today. We are beyond excited and cannot wait to get chatting with you here, Tina. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. Happy to be uh, Happy to be talking to you guys. Where, where are you located? Where? I hear the southern accent, but it's not Appalachia. (laughs)
0: <laughs> ah, I hear you. You know, believe it or not, Tina, you are the first person to really kind of hone in on that, I guess you'd say. We've talked about it a little bit on our show, but uh, Cash and I hail from the great state of Mississippi. We're just about, I don't yeah. know, about 15, 20 minutes south of Memphis area. About 15 minutes south of Memphis. And so uh, that's, uh-huh. where, that's where we hail from. Um, and so we, we, we have an appreciation for the, the folks of the mountain and, you know, living the life of, in the woods, as they say.
1: Right? I know. It's uh, it's an incredible life. You know, I've, I've learned so much. I grew up in Maryland, actually. So, okay. but I, I live in New York City. So, I'm a city girl. But I grew up in Maryland, and so I wasn't that far from, you know, the country, And but I grew up very suburban and such. But, um, you know, I've been in, in uh, you know, been on the Appalachian Trail, and, you know, a little bit of exploration as a kid, you know, like a little vacation or something, driving through. But being on Outsiders, it's really an immerse immersing yourself in the mountains. You know they've created an amazing set, uh, actually in Pittsburgh, but in the forest and the mountains, and it's it's as if you're transported to Appalachia. I'll tell you, remarkable uh, what
0: they've done. We can't agree with you more. Uh, it is just an it is such a beautiful thing to watch the show. It's almost like the setting and the set and all these pieces are actually like another character of the show, and so it just adds so much to it.
1: You're absolutely right. That's 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 how I feel about it too. And, and in a way, the mountain, you know, it has its own energy. And that, the final episode last night, uh, you know, led led the viewer towards more of that story. I think that they probably will explore next year is the idea that the mountain has its own energy. It is, in a way, its own character. You know, and um, and and maybe has some powers uh, that we're going to see more of. <laughs>
2: In a way it's alive and it's something that no other show's really kind of tried to do and it's something that brings a lot of excitement to the show.
1: Yeah, you know, it's um it is. It's it's a it's a different those kind of external conflicts, you know, it it's a buffer between them and us, which makes it very interesting, you know, because you know, we have a hard time getting to them, them being the townspeople when when the guys want to go for a gun run or whatever craziness they're getting involved in, and, you know, that's that's a difficult thing to step there, but there is this mountain that the townspeople have to sort of engage with, and it's a big, I think there's some great symbolism, um, you know, about, and, um, you know, and a lot of um, things that are common, some commonalities around what's going on in the world, too, right, you know, sort of these outsiders, and people feeling disenfranchised a bit, and, uh, but definitely the mountain, it, it, it is its own its own energy. It's its really a, its own person in a way. Yeah, you're
0: right. You know, Shern. I'm going to be honest with you. I do believe Cash and I were texting each other last night when the finale was going on, and uh, we were both like, no way, no way, we're not losing Shern." I thought the mountain was about to claim one of our favorite characters. <laughs> you really scared us last night.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, when they handed me um, – as you saw, you know, I came in um, episode seven with a very big arc that, you know, my son died. And so, you know, entered with a bang and uh, a heartbreak. But uh, because I had so much conflict with David Morse, uh, who plays Big Foster, of course, um, you know, I really thought by the time they handed me the 13th episode, which is the season finale, uh, I was literally, you know, thumbing through that script so fast. (laughs) Looking <laughs> to see if they killed me, because you know now that you know you guys know the show, you you understand that when you have that kind of conflict with the lead, it's pretty tough to hang out. So it's
2: probably pretty um, nerve wracking week in and week out.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew I would be on uh, at least five, but they kept me on and they kept writing for me, and and I was very happy that they chose to have me, um, you know, attempt. Um, suicide, I can't even believe I'm saying that it's um, <laughs> a horrible thing to say out loud those words really shouldn't come out of one's mouth but anyway <laughs> um, the character um, making that choice as opposed to them killing killing me off of a <laughs> relief I was like, yes, I want to be back
2: Oh, it was definitely a relief to us and I'm sure to you but you mentioned how you came in kind of with a big storm with losing your son how was something yeah. like that done to you like was it a difficult thing to act out
1: well you know I've um I've actually played a number of um you know sort of heart heart felt heartbreak kind of things I I I tend to um get sometimes those those sort of parts um um and so it's but it's always challenging because you know you want it to be as real and that's such a profound experience. I can't even imagine um, what that actually could feel like. I mean, I certainly have lost people I love, but um, not in, not that. And that's a very specific, um, horrific thing for a parent to lose a child. And and so it's just, it's always a challenge for me to say, you know, can I bring truth to this? And, you know, it's always a bit nerve-wracking. <laughs> well, I'll <laughs> be honest with we you. We think you did a great job. Oh well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, you
0: know, it was a long, it was a long day. Yeah, <laughs> I, can I can imagine. I can imagine. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. throw a random question out there at you. What does foxglove taste like?
1: Oh my God, horrible! Really? Horrible. They didn't try to sweeten it or anything for
0: you. <laughs> you mean that wasn't licorice? Wait, <laughs> uh,
1: no, I wish it was licorice. I, you know, I would eat more of it. No, it was like, um, it was purple cabbage and, um. A kind of I don't know. it was like a purple cabbage mixed with some other kale or something that they had dyed. Uh, put your know, coloring in, and so that that's what gave it sort of a blackish um, look. That was, I'm, it was I'm in surprised my mouth.
0: you survived um, the shoot. Yeah, was, was it for a real? I mean, were they really trying to kill you?
1: <laughs> well, it, actually, I guess if they were trying to kill me, they would have given me you know something worse than purple yeah. cabbage i'm starting but to be, I'm not, i don't yeah. really like cabbage <laughs>
0: i'm starting i'm starting to be concerned about peter weller you know like he's trying to kill off his actors or something
1: <laughs> i know i know i know he was uh he was he was he was funny yeah but uh no they gave me that and then they had to mix some some awful kind of potion for me to you know do that nasty uh aftermath thing I had to do throwing up it all and, you know that that's and, and that's always fun, you know. It's like I they gave me all the good stuff. They you know, they gave me the hatchet to go after Big Foster and you know, they they gave me uh I actually I actually spit at him and they cut it, which is
2: horrible uh, oh. I was about to say I, that, didn't, I didn't remember seeing it.
1: It was such a good scene. It was actually not last night but the week before um, Big Foster comes into the barn where he's keeping us all hostage. And he comes into there and he um, says his feelings are hurt and, but, but Gwen has said, you know, you should, I should forgive you so I'm going to give you one day to tell me where he is. It's that scene, right? Yeah, and then ultimately right. at the end of that scene he says to Craig, uh, it, it's going to be you. If, if, we don't, if you don't tell me, it, it's going to be Craig. Well, actually how that was filmed is all of that happened except before he went to Craig he went to Hassel and Sally Ann and got up all in their face and you know threatening me. Maybe it'll be you. And then he came to me and he said, "Well, maybe it'll be you since you don't have a family anyway now that your son Tyson's gone."
2: Oh. oh, that's pretty so pretty I, savage right there.
1: So I spit in his face and then we almost went at it and it was like you know it was you know I know for time but in hindsight, looking at the scene, it, was, it would have just been way too long. It was like, it was a long enough scene and it really worked and, and it made perfect sense. But I got to tell you, David Morse and I were really toe-to-toe and it was, for me, one of the best, um, you know, an intense scenes um, that I had all summer. And, uh, and so I was like, oh no, you didn't. But, you know, such is the life.
2: Hopefully we get but that yeah, in the she dark. got
1: to do all kinds of stuff. She got to do all kinds of nasty things. <laughs>
2: No doubt. Hopefully, that pops up in a director's cut because extensions on that scene, and then the scene last night where y'all tried to ambush him, like what were those? What was filming those scenes like? Because they looked very intense.
1: They were, and that gun that he had to, you know, they shot off was so loud. Like you know, they give you like earplugs and stuff because it's really loud. I mean, obviously they're shooting. You know whatever fake yeah you know,
2: i'm assuming blanks whatever or they
1: call it. Let's hope yeah, blanks, thank
2: squib fx you know we're not quite sure yeah
1: yeah i'm not sure either but i do know that it was really loud and then the rest of the we did, he didn't do it obviously every take or we'd all be deaf but, <laughs> but you know we had we had to do a few where it actually went off so they could get it um but it was intense because we were coming up I was actually, um, the elders, they got to sort of be further back and they didn't have to charge. I wanted to charge more, but there's a guy and he wasn't stopping me and so I had to kind of, like, be a good, a good uh, player. Um, but I, I could have gotten that big foster, but I knew that was going to tell a different story and I'd be dead. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: there
0: you go.
1: Yeah, Play the long game. Really go, yeah. yeah, like, and I, you know, we're, I'm in, like, Boots with like a three inch, well, not three inch, but two inch heel. Um, you know, cowboy boots, but they got a heel on, and i I had to go like straight up, like uh, I'm hiding behind an embankment, and that's where a lot of the people who were charging were, were hanging out. So it was pretty intense, you know. Like
0: that's to do awesome. That, you that's know, awesome. Like, so let me over, over and over. Let me ask you this, Tina. I, I understand. You know, of course, people who have seen the season finale, uh, spoiler alert. You know, we we lose we lose a, a major character. You know. Or you know, yeah. um, was was this a very bittersweet moment for the cast and crew? I mean, considering that you know David Morris is such a, a loved actor and everything like that. I mean, did y'all do anything special? Anything you can tell us about that? Well, you no,
1: know, um, I can't say too much about it. But one thing I do know is, you know you never know that's the thing you know um i actually haven't gotten um you know scripts yet for season two although i uh, obviously will be back and i know i'm in episode one which we're going to start filming pretty soon but um but i know that the they, the writers i you know i don't know where they're going to go but i know that they've created this opening with the mountain having this magical power you know the kids at the end you know is iran a figment of the imagination just by Gwen, because Gwen's really the only person I can think of that saw Elon or the little girl, and, you know, various characters that sort of go in and out, and so did Elon come back for real? Did the magic magic of the mountain bring him back? So who knows with Big Foster, you know, dead, but we don't know what what the mountain is going to do. I mean, Lady Ray is coming back in his imagination, but who knows, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what they're going to do, but it does feel like the magic uh got played up last night so i have a feeling you know we're not gonna that's gonna keep moving you know in that direction so i don't know i don't know
0: where you well do you know we we you know we had to squeeze you a little bit to hope we get a little sprinkle you know that's just, that's just part of our game but you know yeah, let, of course well let's backtrack a little bit i mean Again, we we've looked at, we've looked up your IMDb and a bunch of different things and a lot of your projects like that. And you have an amazing history, an amazing experience range, and that's very impressive. How did you um, come upon being upon the Outsiders?
1: Um, you know, I had um, I had an audition uh, sent to me through my New York agent. Um, I self-taped on my iPhone.
2: <laughs> wow, <laughs> which
1: is really which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, I. Um, it was a very sort of fast and furious thing. Um, and because they were already filming, you know, because I didn't come in until episode seven, mm-hmm. um, they were already up there working. You know, they're, they're in full speed, full swing, going. And the director was already up in Pittsburgh scouting and prepping for his two episodes that were coming. And so, sure, you know, it was, it was pretty fast. Um, so that's why it was like I had to jump on it. And I used, like I said, I used my iPhone. I had an actor friend help me and send it off. And they got me, um, they, I had a callback, of course. And then they said, uh, with the director, they offered me the option. If I wanted to Skype my, my callback with the director, I could. And I was like, no way. I'm going to Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah. Just <laughs> oh, great No doubt.
1: Yeah. I mean. Yeah. No, I, I just felt so, uh, you know, like such an attachment to her immediately such, like, I just knew that it was sort of this perfect um, zeitgeist of things. It brought, brought, you know, it gave me the opportunity to bring some of the emotional stuff that I feel capable of doing and uh, such a a toughness that she has, I kind of tapped into my old tomboy basketball days of that way of walking and being and, you know, like that, and so yeah, I mean, I just yeah, that's, I just said I got to get on. I got went on, literally got on a bus because it was the time of it. You know, I had to get there, and that was the fastest, but not literally fastest, but yeah. you know, time wise, that's what I could do. And I literally took a bus to Pittsburgh. <laughs> it was a long bus ride.
2: That's awesome. Well, you yeah, were...
1: it was awesome. It was really awesome because I like I literally put myself up at the hotel. Like I, they weren't. They weren't offering, you know, to say fly everybody in. They couldn't, you know. It's like you're still auditioning. Um, but I was like, I don't care. Like, I, whatever it is, you know, I'm going because I, I just knew this was something really special.
2: Yeah. Now you've mentioned Shern's tough side and everything. Are we going to see a softer, more loving side of her in the next season? Any possible love interest?
1: You know, I would love that. You know, there's all this uh, there's all this uh, chatter on on. Um, on twitter and it's kind of buzzing around this idea of shrake it's gotten you know its own hashtag i think (laughs) it's gotten very popular
2: especially in all the fan groups and everything
1: that's what i mean you know it's like uh, so sharon and and Crake, uh uh, which is which is uh very interesting and i love i love uh, mark so that would be you know wonderful i think it would be lovely you know i mean obviously i feel sharon is proven herself sort of powerful enough, um, um, capable enough to be a leader. Oh, absolutely. But I also also feel that she has um, such a maternal, heartfelt nature that that feels like a very easy thing that, for me, that I'd like to explore because it's a whole other color. But I'm happy either way. I mean, yes, a love interest would be great because I get to, you know, play her as a woman a little bit more. And that's always fun for an actor to, you know, be able to really play all dimensions of someone. I mean, she is a woman who had a child, and and that's a big part of her still, even though he's gone. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what they give me. But um, no matter, uh, I, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Absolutely. And you've mentioned your yeah. tomboy side. Uh, yeah. What was that about? Like, did you play sports growing up, or just oh, always hanging out? Oh, well,
1: Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. See, uh, so I'm the youngest of 13 kids.
2: Holy and cow. I have five,
1: Woo! Yeah, and I have, yeah, so I fit right in with the clan. You know, I'm the youngest, and I have five brothers and seven sisters. My brothers were all big jocks, and um, and I loved hanging out with them, you know. I mean, I love hanging with my sisters, too, but um, I just wanted to, you know. Fit in. You know fit in, and yeah, of course, and, and they looked like they were having a good time, and they were, and it was like, I want to go do that, because <laughs> that was really fun, you know, so from a very, very little kid, you know, they were, you know, including me and letting me, you know, do whatever they were doing, and, you know, muddy football games, you know, at the neighbor's backyard, and, you know, crazy things, and I was probably, like, you know, barely five or six, I can remember. But anyway, I became uh, quite the basketball player, and I got a full scholarship to a number of colleges. I was offered a scholarship to Notre Dame and Stanford and Maryland. And uh, Maryland women's basketball, when I was, well, they are a powerhouse, you know. But um, those other two schools I named, uh, although they're very strong women's basketball programs now, they weren't when I was playing. They were really, like, barely Division Two, I think. Wow. But Maryland was a powerhouse. Division one and um, you know I've just maybe made the final four the year before I'd won a championship recently anyway so and I grew up in Maryland so it was like a childhood dream so I, I played on scholarship at Maryland and uh, yeah you know it was my life that was that was like you know as you could imagine
0: I'm gonna tell you yeah. that's impressive I'm not gonna lie to you
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was uh, it was a really Beautiful experience. I I played I tried out for the Olympics. I didn't make it, but I I, I played uh, in the U.S. Youth games and we won the gold medal when I was a kid like I was 13 and um, Yeah, so I you know, it was just you know, I, I was a junkie.
2: Well, congratulations.
1: Yeah, now, oh well, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's you know, it's definitely affected me as an actor and it's affected me and Been able you know, it's a part of this role certainly it feels like a part of you know, that, you know, that athletics, athleticism, I feel like Sharon is, you know, if I were to say, is she, what kind of animal is she? I'd make her, I think she's like kind of a mountain lion.
2: There we go. She's
1: very, she's very agile and she can, you know, she's quick,
2: very feisty, uh,
1: very feisty and, you know, kind of a loner, but, Um, but speaks her mind, and when she's attacked, you know, like like an animal, or there's a threat, she is very visceral, like a lot of us are, because, you know, we don't have language. I think that's one of the fascinating things as an actor that that I get to play, and we all get to play to an extent up on the mountain, is that for me, I don't, you know, most of us don't have a language in the sense of, it's not like you and me, we're talking, right, and then and then if there's something that comes up that is in some way a conflict or confusion, we talk it out. But on the mountain, like, I don't feel like that's what Sharon does. She might voice objection, but then she's visceral and is going to react, <laughs> you know? Oh, absolutely. Really,
0: absolutely.
1: Yeah. So that's super fun. And, and the, athlete, the, athlete, the athlete in me um, likes that. I get to, I get to use that, that part of myself. So that's real fun.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, let me ask you this, Tina. Just to kind of break away from outsiders and stuff like that a little bit. You know, like I said yeah. before, you, you you've got a a great a great experience. You know, behind you and stuff. Can you can you tell us maybe what's one of those key moments or one of your most favorite moments as an actor or a production you've been a part of? Something of that nature, so somebody can learn a little bit more about you. Um, do you
1: mean um another job that I've had? Is that what you mean?
0: Yes, ma'am. I mean, like, is there a is there another job out there that it was a real special, you know, working experience with a certain actor, director, a certain movie, anything?
1: Yeah, um, gosh, there've been there've been so many. I, I just love my work so much that I, I just feel like I take away something incredibly special, and and I I grow so much every time I play anyone. But um, you know, one of the um, one of the interesting experiences I had, you guys will appreciate being down South, is that um, I played Appalachian one other time. Um, I I did a movie with uh, the actress Teresa Russell. Okay. Um, yeah, and, uh, you know, she she had a, 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 you know, big big movie star and uh, back from sort of the 80s and she was Black Widow and a number of things. Anyway, I did a movie with her. Um, down in Mingo County West Virginia
2: oh.
1: and that that's the poorest county in West Virginia which says a lot
2: yeah right? I mean they're not brimming with gold or anything over in West Virginia
1: yeah yeah and um, I walked away with with such um, you know such an awareness of um, you know their lifestyle you know this wasn't necessarily in the mountains I mean it was in the hollers but what I need mean to say is the story wasn't like mountain people. It was, you know, it was about coal and other things. And I was actually an activist hmm. uh, for, yeah. So it was, the, it, it was a coal mining world. And some uh, and people who spoke up, it was based on a book, sort of like Aaron Brockovich for coal, you know, but in, in the coal world.
2: Okay. And um,
1: anyway, but that was a very special project to me because honestly, I would never have ever gone there before. And I got to see a part of the world and a, and a way people live um, so different from myself. And it just makes you realize how you're all alike. And we're all alike. And, you know, we're all just people with families. And we may talk different and we may, you know, have different, you know, socioeconomics um, surrounding us. But in the end, you know, it really, it really taught me a lot about humanity because that's a very specific part of the world. Um, down there, you know, and um, yeah, and also taught me a lot about the, the, the plight of, you know, coal miners and, um, and, and that world and, and how, you know, with the economy and things changing, there's been a lot of, um, you know, hardship as a result of that and, uh, and a lot of resilience down there too. Very proud people, you know, so that was more of a personal um, experience uh, versus, you know, maybe the actual you know, acting director. I mean, I've worked with amazing people, but I'd say personally that was a very profound job to have, you know, because I took a lot away from it.
0: Totally understandable there. Totally understandable. Um, well, yeah. Let's ask about this. What Do we have any future endeavors that we're, uh, we can talk about or are excited about?
1: Well, I literally, before you guys called me, I just signed my contract for my book with Harper Collins, I literally signed my name, and I have to set X five copies to HarperCollins Publishers <laughs> tonight.
0: Wow! Uh, in congratulations! New
1: York City. Yeah, yeah, I'm in LA right now. I work out here a lot, so thank you. Yes, yeah, so I have a book. It's a memoir. Uh, it's based on a solo show that I performed off Broadway called "Secrets of the Holy Father," and uh, it's basically a story about. Um, my dad and myself, primarily. It's a very uh, complicated. Uh, my dad's gone now, but a very complicated uh, relationship filled with all kinds of secrets that my father carried. He had a lot of, um, you know, dealings with the Vatican, and uh, he he and I sort of carried some secrets together. And I was his confidant at a very, you know, fairly young age. So it was very sort of you can't believe it unless it's true kind of story. Yeah. Um. And so that's coming out uh, early two thousand seventeen. So I'm, I'm editing, uh, working with my editor, uh, beginning now uh, for that. And um, and what's and it called? No it's called Secrets of a Holy Father.
2: Great title. We gotta say that is an amazing yeah. title.
1: Yeah, yeah. And um, and he was very much a holy father. And um, anyway, obviously I grew up Catholic. As did <laughs> that's I. Probably not a surprise. Yeah. Um, and then I have, um, I have uh, some other stuff going on, too. Um, I've, I've got a few projects in the works. Uh, I've got a script that I, co- that I wrote that I'm going to co-star in, um, playing a, in a psychological thriller. It's, a, um, it's sort of a dark, very dark, um, kind of all about Eve um, meets um, single white female. Hmm. So any of those ring bells to you? It's um, it's a psychological thriller.
2: Well, I've got to say, yeah. you're naming some things right up my alley.
1: Yeah, and I'm you're, very you excited. like single white female? Yep. And crazy? psychological yeah. thrillers. Yes, I do too. I think I find them to be the most interesting. And um, anyway, this is uh, something that I wrote, and I'm yeah. So I, I write, and obviously I'm acting a lot, and uh, I like the balance of both of it because, you know, I, I create things for myself, but I also like writing and, uh, yeah, it's a great, it's a great mix. And I'll be back in Pittsburgh, uh, filming season two. Uh, we start in May. So it's like, bam, season finale. Now you got to go back to work. (laughs) What is that?
2: Like, you know, you just see, I don't know if you watch the show or not, but I mean, so, I mean, you just get to see yourself and all the clan members and now you're getting ready to hop back and go film it. Is that a cool experience yeah. to think about?
1: It really is. It's, um, it's exciting. You know, it's really exciting, particularly in that final scene last night where we were all together on the mountain. I mean, we were really all together. Every, everyone who, who practically was in season one was there. So, um, that was really fantastic. So yeah, the camaraderie and also the fan groups are amazing. You guys mentioned you had, you know, seen some of the bugs through the fan groups. So, um, They've been amazing. I mean, a lot of times, you know, you're on air for a season. Fan groups don't really get going to, like, season two or, you know. Oh, no,
0: these are four. There's at least three or four big ones. I mean, we we deal with a group Uh, called Territory, another one Frenzy, and so on, and uh, you know, they, they really, really love the show. They really are in depth and they, they show us a lot of love. And it's mainly because of what y'all do on the show and how amazing the show is. So, uh, it doesn't yeah. surprise us at all that they're already hot and heavy for this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've just been, been so, and, and that's been fun. And I, I've been having a good time. They've they've done some stuff with Shern, and and it's been fun. There's been a lot of uh conversations. People are asking me questions that somebody asked me, um, if, um, it was like a Friday, you know, ask Sharon a question day or something, something one of them had going on. And so someone said, uh, if you knew what happened to Tice, your son, what would you do? And I said, well, I'd get on an ATV. I'd go find that sheriff and put him right back in the mine (laughs) 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 shaft."
0: I like it. I like it.
1: But so I have spotted part of part of the writer and we get to play back with them, so that's really fun too.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, that's always something special. And you mentioned that last yeah. scene. Was that an official rain dance or just something that y'all came up with?
1: You know, um, Ryan Hurst uh and his lovely wife get credit for that one. Um right really? um yeah, Ryan was very very uh, you know, instrumental and vocal and generous with um a number of things he collaborated with Peter Matei, our creator. Um, I think you know maybe talking about even from tattoo things and symbols, and um, he was really uh, excited and, and uh, generous with all of that. And then, yeah, I think that, you know he had suggested that we should have uh, a kind of rain dance. It should be something very specific with all of our ritual um, rituals and way of life. So yeah, I think Ryan was very instrumental. In, um, in helping put that together. And then we had to learn it that morning. And that wasn't that easy, but the harder part wasn't the dance. It was the language. You know, some of the people speak in the tongue. Um, Emily, the the priestess, yeah, in that tongue most. And she does a wonderful job. She's a terrific actress. Um, but anyway, so you know, yeah, that, that... What's that?
2: Do you know what language that is? Because we've kind of been wondering it ourselves and haven't gotten an official answer from anyone.
1: You know, the way I understand it, um, first of all, the the Appalachian people are a mix of, um, I guess, descendants of Scots-Irish. So I know that there's sort of some old Elizabethan, but I'm not sure where they, I think they sort of made a mishmash of a few, like Celtic and sort of grabbing from and they, and they created this, this language. So um, I know that they, you know, Peter, of course, has done research and You know, pulling from all that that old world um, and and creating this language. So that's what I know.
0: Well, thank you. Well, look, yeah, I'm gonna tell you, we have just absolutely had an blast talking with you tina and i I know you're a busy person and a lot of things going on and we just can't wait till season two and can't wait to see where your character develops because we truly are kind of fanboys to a point we like to call it like it is with a lot of different things but i can honestly say that when we watch your character and what you do on the show and the show in general it is truly truly awesome and it is a thrill every week to see you do your stuff as well as everybody else and uh well, we, thank you. we can't thank you enough for taking the time to talk to cash and i and uh and we're going to do everything we can to you know promote you and the show and everything and it's just it's it's monumental for us and we hope it is for you
1: well thank you thank you both you know this has been really fun and i feel like the most uh, blessed person on the planet i love the show i love Shern, and i it's a pleasure to talk about the show and and uh, i love my cast and crew and and you guys are wonderful. So thank you so much for supporting us. You know, it means a
0: lot. It really does. I appreciate that. Um, I know another thing is is that just we, we talked to, uh, you know, Mark and several other characters on the show, you know, Keith and Turk and all them. You know, we are even trying to you know, try to find a way to come maybe come up there and even, maybe even try to introduce ourselves, meet you guys and so on, and maybe even do a, a second interview. Would that be something you would entertain?
1: Absolutely. Love that. Absolutely. Yeah, that would be a blast.
2: Awesome, awesome. Now, is there a way we can reach you on Twitter, or is there a good way to reach you? Like fans come out and try to get your thoughts.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all over the place. I'm uh, I'm at Tina Alexis Allen, and it's A L L E N.
2: So okay. Tina
1: Alexis A L E X I S, and then Allen A L L E N. So um, I'm at Tina Alexis Allen, and um, I'm I'm on um, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So um, all three, you can catch me at.
2: Awesome. Well, we will definitely plug that and let everyone
0: know how they can reach you. Fantastic. Well, Tina, I will say again. I, I, you know, I hate to say we're we're cutting cutting it short because we've had such a such an awesome time chatting with you. But again, we're just uh, we we're really blessed. We're really looking forward to season two. We're looking really looking forward to see what Shern's going to do, and uh, yeah. look forward to seeing you know talking with you again.
1: I look forward to it too, guys. Thanks again. You're both wonderful.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, guys, that's all right. all, that's going to be about all the time we got for tonight with, uh, with Tina and so on. So uh, we're going to wrap it here and say, well, this is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And we're out of here.